Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minutes hosts talk about one of the greatest Christmas films, the 1988 John McTiernan-directed movie, Die Hard. I'm David Stoker of the Star Trek Minute. I'm Chris LaSalle of the Star Trek Minute. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. This is weird. Back at it on a Tuesday. On <laughs> a Tuesday? I know. We never work on Tuesdays. Wow. This isn't our regular uh, schedule. We need to talk whoever's running this show. Yeah, why aren't we doing three days a week? Come on, guys. Anyway, here we are Tuesday. We are on Minute 12 of Die Hard. And this minute starts with Potty Time! And this minute ends with John heading to talk to a mysterious fellow. Yes, indeed. Party time. It is party time. He gets gets off that elevator, and we're greeted with a scene of Christmas music and lots of people. Yeah, this is quite... I guess if I was going to give a title to the episode, yeah, party time would be the right one, because the camera is just, you know, flowing in and out of the crowd... Um, you know, so we can take it all in almost the same way John is taking it all in. Although I don't feel uh, that I have as disdainful a look on my face as John McLean does yeah, as he looks, looks around the room. He looks very unhappy. Yeah, he's at a party. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, he does take the champagne at least. <laughs> which he then promptly drinks and gives it right back. Did you notice why, though? If it's champagne, no. why is it red? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he's offered champagne. Clearly he didn't get champagne. It must be punch. Oh, could be, yeah. So, John McClane is not a punch man. Champagne, sir? So, yeah, one of the things I kind of liked about this minute is, you know, first, the classical music is playing, or what I assume is classical music. Do you know, do you happen to know what song um, they're playing? I do. It's uh, Bach. Oh. It's Brandenburg Concerto, Concerto Number no. Three, in G Major. Get out of town! I would never have pegged you for a classical music guy. <laughs> you just you knew that by just by listening. <laughs> I did know that by listening from somewhere else on the internet. Aha! Uh-huh. Thank God for the internet. <laughs> I had to go look for it because <laughs> I was very curious. I'm like. And, and we talked about this last minute about the Christmas music and and I think this has a very underrated soundtrack. Um, you know, there's movies you you watch and you and you talk about and we're 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 big into the Rathacon soundtrack. You know, we we praised it for James Horner's music and this is a, you know a great and we talked about it as well and it goes hand in hand with that is that because of all the Christmas music and this is being a Christmas film, I think it has a really good soundtrack. Yeah, sure. I would agree with that. Very underrated. I don't think I realized I, I haven't I had watched Die Hard in probably quite a few years up until, you know, getting ready for this project. And so I just watched it again recently and I, I I never noticed how many how many different Christmas songs are in it and how frequently they occur. Yeah. Cuz it's all over the place. Which is why it's a little surprising here that the the musicians are not playing <laughs> a Christmas so what was it again? Brandenburg's Concerto? Brandenburg's Concerto number three in G major. Wow, G major. Yes. It's the only major to be in. So John's walking in, and the one thing that I, I love about this this particular set, that they're on the 30th floor, is perfect 
action movie set because you just know that that waterfall is coming into play. That is James Bond-esque. You know what? It's funny you say that, James Bond-esque. Is it, is it Moonraker, Moonraker that yep. we're thinking of? Right? Is that where he gets kind of like the, the sidewalk or the, the deck? Yep. Throws him in the air and he lands in the, yep. the crocodiles? That's exactly what I think of, yeah. But it's perfect. That's awesome. I, I, you just know that they're going to... Something's going to happen. <laughs> something's going to happen. Something's going to blow up. Something's yep. going to fall apart. Yep. And... Okay, so they're on the 30th floor. We've established that. This this is quite the floor that they're on. Is it, would you say that they're also they're on the 30th and the 31st floors? It's a really tall space. So I, I I was actually curious about that. I don't I don't know because it actually goes down and it goes up because there's yeah, stairs going right. up to where the the people are, but it also goes down below where the people. And the and the and the fountain is for the um you know the pool. So, is this the thirtieth, thirty-first floor, or is like you said, the thirtieth just one big monster floor? Right. I guess we'll leave it up to the uh, to the teams who are going to be covering the minutes when he's running up and down the stairs and up and down the elevators. And, uh, maybe they can figure it out for us. I I hope you know we didn't get those minutes of running up and down the stairs. I hope someone keeps track of all the times uh you know he. How many times he crosses the different floors? Yeah, that would be yeah another see another good count. Yeah. Oh, speaking of counts, has he smirked yet? I don't think or he he was just looking disdainfully. I think he's just looking grumpily. I don't think there's any, grumpily. I don't think there's grumpily. any smirk or any squinting going on. All right, so here's another note. Oh, actually, uh, he does just, smirk. He's looking around, and just before he takes a sip, there's a little bit of a smirk there. Just a teeny. Oh, yeah, there it is. Just a teeny little smirk. No, it counts. So I think that's two. Smirk count, two. Ding. All right, this camera shot, uh, which where you get the reveal of the waterfall and the pool or whatever the heck else it is, um, I like it because it also does the pan up, yep, to the musicians, yep. uh, playing up on the balcony or whatever. And my note here was Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it makes me think of. You know, the guys playing, uh, the ship goes down and playing out on the deck. Um, I don't know if that was just me picking that up or if, if, if they were trying to evoke that uh, as part of the scene, but that's what it makes me think of. Huh. I don't think there's any, any jokes or action-y scenes with the musicians later, so it's not like we <laughs> get, to, get to really see them again, but that would be a good setup. What else, Dave? He gave up his red champagne. He did, and then he, he longingly looks through the waterfall at some, uh, some attractive blonde standing there in the, in the background. Which is a cool shot into unto itself because we're sort of looking through the waterfall into this great horizon, you know, and you brought it up last time about the sun going down, and you can even see further evidence of the sun going down. I, I think it's just a really good shot. It is very cool. I agree. But to, going back to what you just said, yeah, his look at this woman standing by the window, is he... I was trying to interpret what's going on there. Is he just like, oh yeah, that's or does he? Does he think it's Holly? I think it's more of an oh yeah than it is. He thinks it's Holly because, I mean, he practically has to pick his draw jaw up off the floor. Yeah, it's. It was, what does that say about his character? You know, because I, I always thought that he's you know, 
deeply in love with his wife, even though they're kind of estranged at the moment and stuff. But when you see stuff like this, it's like, oh, well, I don't know, maybe not. Or maybe he's just a looker, right? Like, ooh, pretty lady, I gotta give a look. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so speaking of ladies, he bumps into another party guest, another woman, um, and we get uh, some big giant red glasses. Yeah, the big giant red glasses. Yeah. So, eight, beautifully eighties, right? Yeah, those are very, very eighties. Um, and I know I had to go look it up because I couldn't remember her name. Uh, <clears throat> Janine Melnitz yep. from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely invokes that uh, that look. Yeah. Her hair is probably not as high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a couple years later. It's the late 80s now. I think Ghostbusters is more mid-80s. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's fun to see the red glasses. You don't see those that much these days. Mm, not as much. And then we have our friendly Christmas soul come up and say, Hey, Merry Christmas! <laughs> the friendly Christmas soul. Uh, I tried to find out who this guy was, and I couldn't find out who it was. Do you, do you I know? I don't know who he is. He looks familiar, almost like he's been in other stuff, but I just, I couldn't find who it was. Me neither, but um, it's a good, I mean, it's a it's a good moment of, you know, kind of setting, just kind of reinforcing John McClane's attitude about California. Yeah, right. You know, and, for, and it's just, an, you know, it's probably a little on the extreme side of the, you know, California attitude, but just to throw it in there, dude. To throw John McClane yeah. off, like what? Where am I? Yeah, I know. Like, he's like he's on the like he's on the moon. Although he does have a pretty good smile about it, he doesn't look grossed out or mad. Yeah, he's just weirded. I think he's just weirded out. He's like, what the? And I think he, you know, I, I'm saying I'm starting to say it, but he he says it. He says Jesus, and he's like F in California. Like, what the what the F? So yeah. So then from that uh, fateful kiss, he. Um, you know what? I just noticed that he's turning and looking, and I thought he was making eye contact with, uh, what did you call him? The mysterious fellow? Yeah, the mysterious fellow. But I just realized, is that Holly over his shoulder? Um, or am I just, is it just another party guest? It's just another party guest. Oh, I thought it could be her, but that would be, yeah, weird uh, at this point. Yeah, but it's funny how he just happens to pick Takagi out from everyone there that he's going to be the one to talk to like does he know who he is does he have that look about him he's Mr. Friendly does he you know why does he choose Takagi as we know him to go to yeah right yeah because Takagi it's not like he he is mid conversation with that woman and then he you know Takagi looks like he looks over you know he's making eye contact second John is already looking at him um I don't know. Maybe John's cop skills, or you know, he just gets gets a vibe like this is yeah, this is the guy in charge. I got to go talk to the guy in charge. Maybe it'd be funny if he just went and talked to some rando. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, can you tell me what's going? On? Like, I don't know. I'm just a guest here. My wife works here. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess we'll learn more about uh, mysterious uh, gentleman in the next minute. We will. We will indeed. Uh. Any any highlights uh, for this one? Anything that stands out for you? Uh, just the continual '80s looks here. You know, the the hair, the glasses, um, just the way, just the atmosphere. It's, I, I think it has one of the nicest scenes in it, where you know we're sort of looking at the the blonde girl, and I'm gonna make a 
you had mentioned before, like uh, that one scene makes you think of Titanic, and yeah. when he's looking through and he's looking out on the horizon, I know it's not quite the same shot, but it makes me think of um, Lethal Weapon when the girl at the very beginning of the movie is like, she's all drugged out and she climbs up on the railing and we see the horizon oh, right. of the city and she obviously jumps off. But this sort of makes yeah, me yeah. think of that a little bit. Yeah, I can see that for sure. You know, it's funny, you know, you and I grew up in the 80s, right? Yep. We were, when this came out, how old were we? This is 88, so we were like so we were 16, 16, 17. 16, 17, yeah. Right? Um, and I... I don't feel like at home watching all of the, you know, all the fashions and stuff. And like, it doesn't make me like, Oh, I remember the good old days. You know, it just, for me, it, it looks cliche eighties. And I feel yeah. like even when we watched it originally, we thought cliche eighties, oh, yeah, you definitely. know what I mean? I th- <laughs> Which is weird. I think cliche eighties yeah. will also occur in the next minute. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well then should we, uh, should we wrap this one up and then we'll, uh, have a snooze and come back tomorrow? That we shall. So you can find uh, Chris and I over on Star Trek Minute, and you can find us over at StarTrekMinute.com. You can find us on the Twitters, the Tumblers, uh, the Instagrams. Um, you know, we're at Star Trek Minute. You can find us over at uh, Facebook at the Star Trek Minute Listeners Federation. But right now we're talking about Die Hard, so on Twitter you can find us at, at Die Hard Minute. On Facebook you can find us over at the Die Hard with the podcast listeners limo we got a website it's called diehardminute.com if you'd like to catch up on any other movie by minutes podcast visit moviesbyminutes.com for more information you can catch chris and i tomorrow on our regularly scheduled star trek minute day of wednesday for minute 13 we'll see you tomorrow bye now Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.